asked me to speak. <laughs> do, I do. do I press something? Got it? Well, there was something that popped up. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, thanks for asking me to be the 10 minute speaker. Happy birthday, Topher. Uh, welcome to all the newcomers. Um, I love Alcoholics Anonymous. Uh, I celebrated 14 years a couple weeks ago, November 23rd, 2008. It's my sobriety date. Um, it's been my only sobriety date. We were having a conversation about that before the meeting. Um, you know, I, I had no idea that this was the life that I was going to have. Um, I got sober when I was 21 and um, I had like um, no goals, no aspirations, no hope for the future. Like, um, I don't even know if I like had thoughts of like what was happening next week, you know. Um, when I <clears throat> walked into the rooms at Alcohol before I walked into the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous, um, my parents had done a, you know, intervention, like the full um, bring you in, surprise you, um, kind of like a surprise party, and they all have letters for you. And even if you agree to go after the first letter, they still have to read all the letters to you, which is really the best part of being there. Um, I, it was, uh, it was Thanksgiving week and right after everybody started talking about what they were going to bring for Thanksgiving and they were sending me to rehab and all, I, I was just like, all of you, you know, and that's like really what I held on to, um, into early sobriety. And, uh, and, um, you know, it took me, um, it took me into, I was, um, a friend took 20 years this morning at my morning meeting. Um, it's good to see you again, Andrew. I saw you this morning. Um, and I was listening to him talk and I was brought right back to the rooms um, in rehab and sitting in the chair. And I can remember him and another friend of mine uh, sharing their experience, strength and hope, you know? And, uh, and it was probably hearing him share that I realized that, um, you know, the steps on the wall, like, when I first read the steps of Alcoholics Anonymous, I, I saw them and I saw that they could apply to you. They could apply to like my family. Like my sister would be really, it would really help her if she worked through the steps, you know? But, um, <laughs> but it was in listening to um, the other members of Alcoholics Anonymous and share, them sharing their experience, strength and hope with me that I was able to identify like my past and how, um, you know, when I got a DUI when I was 17, um, that wasn't bad luck. It was because I'm an alcoholic, you know? Um, it was like all of the circumstances that had brought me to um, to rehab, to the rooms. Like, um, it was all those things that, that I, I don't know, brushed under the rug. Like, I don't know, um, I don't know where I, you know, I've, I've always had a God in my life. I, I was able to identify that stuff, but it wasn't until like I heard um, other people identifying their God in their life that I was able to then look at myself. Um, so I, uh, you know, I moved to Hawaii when I was 20 from Rhode Island because um, I'm not sure if anybody has been to Rhode Island in the winter, but it's <laughs> very gray and very ugly and very depressing. And um, <clears throat> being a good alcoholic who had already failed out of college, like I knew that if I had like moved away, that like things were gonna be different and where better to move than Waikiki, Hawaii, you know? <clears throat> and so um, luckily um, 
living in Hawaii, I was brought to my knees very quickly with drugs. And um, I think that if I had not, I don't know, like I, again, I've been sober for a while and I, um, I look back on like my, um, my time, you know, drinking and using, and I, I don't know, like, what was the, the magic, I don't know, like formula that brought me here. Um, but I know that, you know, the week before I got sober, um, I know that the feelings were, um, I had this feeling of like, uh, doing the same thing over and over and like thinking that the results were going to be different. And for me, what that looked like was, um, I had this boyfriend who, um, I lived with him in a hotel room and he was supported by, um, the girl that worked in the massage parlor, um, (laughs) not with us. And, uh, my life looked like me on my moped chasing him around because I needed my suitcase, which was in his, you know, our hotel room that we lived in. And, um, you know, I lived this life of like, um, like high to coming down to like high to coming down. And that was the, I don't know, like insanity and control. And like, I supplemented with alcohol, like honestly, anything, anything that I could get. And, um, and I had called my dad from Hawaii um, and asked him, you know, I, I think I'm ready to come home. And he got me a plane ticket. And I, you know, I don't know what happened, but I, I couldn't, I couldn't make it. I like couldn't show up, you know. And um, and I can remember, um, you know, giving him some excuse about why I couldn't, why I couldn't show up at the, or, you know, how I don't know why I couldn't get there. And um, he had asked a couple of friends to help me and. Um, I remember calling him, I don't know, the second or third time to like really ask for like another real airplane ticket this time. And, um, and I can remember standing at the payphone because I didn't have a phone, you know, again, something happened to it. And um, I can remember the feeling still to this day of like um, really feeling like I need help, you know? And um, again, this is before I got on the airplane, before I walked in on the intervention, <laughs> but I knew, um, I knew that the way that I was living was um, like not what I deserved, you know? And, um, and even though I was the one walking through life and I was the one that was, um, you know, doing, taking these actions and getting, I get what I get. Um, I still had the feeling that like life could be different, you know? And it probably was like something because um, I think I was like, in pajamas and it was like the daytime and you know it was like a hotel lobby so there was like normal people around and like I'm at a payphone there's nobody else at the payphones you know it's just me and so like I'm sure it was those things too but like I I can remember the feeling of um like wanting to live a different life and I didn't know what that looked like at the time and I didn't know that um you know when my family was gonna asked me to go to rehab, you know, how they pitched it was like in their letter, you know, would you please go to rehab in Laguna Beach? And it's like, you know, November in Rhode Island. And I'm like, yes, I will go to rehab in Laguna Beach, guys, I will go. And, uh, and I didn't know that, um, you know, in that rehab, like I was going to meet, you know, a friend of mine that, you know, like 14 years later, we're still sober, you know, and, um, and I didn't know that I was going to like relate to you guys. And I didn't know that I was gonna uh, like fall in love with Alcoholics Anonymous, you know? Um, I, 
it didn't take me 28 days, you know, to, to find these things out. It took like um, me walking through um, stuff with people that were doing the same thing as me, you know, like people that had, you know, two weeks, people that had three weeks, like those people and like watching them get a sponsor and watching them start to work the steps and watching them find a higher power and like the light come on um, in these people that were like, you know, dear friends of mine and, uh, and wanting what they had, you know, and I can still remember sitting in meetings and like, you know, somebody telling a story about, um, I don't know, something tragic. And then, um, you know, a couple of weeks later, like hearing them talk about how they got through that and like feeling, you know, and like, before I came to Alcoholics Anonymous, like, I was literally only thinking about myself, you know, and, um, and I was not thinking about other people and I was not like feeling about other people, you know? And so, um, it, it really was this, like, I don't know, like beautiful, like journey. And, um, my first year, I have no idea how much time I have guys. Oh my God. Thank God. My first year sober was like, not ideal. Um, I had like this gnarly hospital stuff that like tried my sobriety, you know, but, um, I, I like, I got through it and, um, I, I, I got this, like, I don't know, like light and I knew like what potential was here, you know? And so in the last minute of what I have, um, you know, I, I have a sponsor, I work the steps, I continue to go to meetings. I got to go to two meetings today. This is like the first time that I've been to do meetings in forever. And I love it. Like, um, I have three little kids at home and it's not what my life looks like right now but I like treasure the day that I'll be able to come back and, and do like all the meetings again, you know, because um, it really is, if you let it, um, it really is a beautiful gift. And I'll, I'll, the last thing I'll say is, um, you know, uh, newly sober, if you have a long time, it doesn't matter if you're struggling, put your hand out. And I remember, um, you know, being sober and, and not being okay on the inside. And like, you know, somebody says, hi, how are you? And like, that ability to not say like, I'm okay. And just have the automatic response. And so, um, you know, again, if you're new or if you have time and you're, you're not okay on the inside, like all it takes is just opening your mouth when somebody, um, asks you for the hearing. So thanks for letting me be here guys.